From round two of the holiday fight, Thanksgiving is on its way. Are you ready? Let's not waste any more time. Let's get into this. Journey updates. So a bad week this week. So that's two gains in a row. We had a gain of 2.2 pounds this week. For the month of November, we are up 6.4 pounds. Total weight loss since January 2019 is 134 pounds. The pounds remaining to get to our current milestone of minus 150 pounds is 16 pounds. The pounds remaining to get to the 175-pound milestone is 41 pounds. And the pounds remaining to get to the minus 200-pound milestone is 66 pounds. You know, these gains, when they happen, it's it's definitely draining on the mentality. Let me tell you, if I did anything to earn these gains, I mean, I'd say, hey, you know what? Went out, went crazy. You know, did all this, did all that. But when I do everything the same and this happens, it gets very annoying. And I get these old voices come into my head. And it's like, it's like they're demons that attack my thoughts. When the gains come, it's like, I'm not good enough. You know, they're, they're condemning me big time. You don't deserve what you have, the success you have. You're not good enough to have achieved it. You're only here because of uh, luck, circumstance, whatever it may be. Who do you think you are having a podcast and telling people or trying to help people get to where they want to be when you can't even handle life yourself? And you have to drown out these voices. It's, It's very draining emotionally to go through this. And this past weigh-in day, this past Saturday, was probably one of the hardest ones in a long time. See, I had, I had mastered the emotions, or at least I felt like I did, on weigh-in day. And I've had a good control over them for months and months. I mean, it's been really years since any weigh-in, any particular weigh-in, had a taxing effect on the weekend. Like, when I first started... If I had a gain 
after a week of work, you know, like when it, January 2019, February 2019, if I had a gain after working so hard all week, I mean, it would take almost the whole Saturday really to get over it. It would ruin the weekend. And as I got more mature and had more success, the more success I achieved, the less and less it affected the Saturday when I had a gain. And it got to the point where if I had a gain, it only affected me as long as I was in the the studio. And then when it was over, I wasn't really affected anymore. Or it had an effect on me, you know, like halfway into the, the workshop and I was done it had come to a point where it didn't affect me at all and it had come, and it was a wonderful feeling to have the attitude that if i have a gain it can't affect me anymore and i i guess i almost took it for granted because last saturday was a very taxing emotional experience something i haven't experienced in a long time and the aggravation that built up when i gained this 2.2 pounds knowing there was nothing done to earn it. And I even shifted my kettlebell workouts to earlier in the week thinking that that was really the big point of why I had the 4.2 gain last week because I, I did the kettlebell workout hours before weigh-in technically. It was like twelve, a little, a little over 12 hours before and there was all kinds of muscle soreness or whatever. And I said, okay, I won't be doing kettlebell workouts on Friday or thir- Friday nights anymore after work. I'll do them another day, get them done earlier in the week. So that was the plan going forward to the next week. And here we are last Saturday, I weigh in and still up another 2.2 pounds in spite of moving the kettlebell workouts to earlier in the week. And in spite of not changing the foods that we eat, to say the least, it is a very, it is not a, I hate having this feeling. I hate having this feeling that I'm not good enough when I know I did nothing to earn the gain. I know the work I put in. And this is when I have to follow my own words the most in moments like this. There are very few people out there that can pull me out of the funk. Uh, Oftentimes I have to pull myself out of the situation. Sometimes say people say a few words and this, you know, of encouragement or whatever, and it helps. And other times I end up going to a, dark place for a few days and just want to disappear from public and talk to no one about not that I ever go back to old ways or anything like that. I just don't want to talk about it. And then I get over it and I'm back to myself again at some point. But the voice is all, it's like all encompassing to try and get me to stop doing this, which I'm doing here right now. Stop the podcast at all costs. That's what they're attacking. How dare I have a podcast when I can't even stop myself from gaining, as if no one has random gains as they lose weight, and I'm not allowed to have them too. <sighs> this past Saturday was definitely a, a taxing weigh-in. Back when I first started, January 2019, one of my biggest hurdles, see, okay, so I started at 395 point blah, 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 okay? So let's call it 396. And I had 54 points to eat per day with that amount. Oftentimes, because I took advantage of zero-point foods, I would find myself with 20 points or, or more at the end of the day, after dinner. 
And this other little voice would be in my head. Ooh, what could we do with those 20 points? And it was just keep thinking and putting all, you know, all these thoughts are going through my head of all the things I could do with 20 plus points. And oftentimes I would go ahead and eat them. There was nothing that stopped me. I would even choose, I would go as far as to choose Weight Watcher snacks, but choose like five or six of them to use up the points. Well, it's only a two point bar. It's only a two point package of chips, but I'm eating it all at once. And it came to the point where it was like, okay, fine. I got to do something about this because the scale's no longer moving. What is my strategy? How do I do this? And then the strategy was obvious. The strategy was eat more during the day so you don't have these points at night. So I started to choose some of the points, some of the things I ate, I just chose higher point versions of those things. You know, like a yogurt, instead of choosing like a Dan Enlightened Fit, something that would be low in points, I chose something that was higher, like fruit on the bottom type deal that would be five points or more because it was my way to use up the points I was given so they wouldn't be available at night. So that's what that's the, the strategy I took. And then other things I started to eat more of. So if I felt like I wanted additional foods, I would add it to breakfast or I would add it to lunch or whatever it was. And I even went as crazy as to have just a random teaspoon or tablespoon of peanut butter to remove some of the points during the day though, not in the evening. And I, I worked this so well to the point where evening points stopped affecting me. And I didn't, I just, this whole way of eating during the day and spreading out points became a very good routine in my life. And then I started to drop points left and right, you know, as I'm going and as I'm dropping weight. And I didn't even have to make much much adjustments because there was still room that I was leaving points on the table. And as it got closer and closer and closer, then I started to make substitutions. Okay, this cottage cheese is less. This yogurt is less. And that's how I have done it my entire journey thus far. Then the introduction of the personal points plan. And that's what we're going to talk about. Week two, how the personal points plan is affecting me psychologically. We're going to take a break. Don't go anywhere. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for listening to The Ranting Weight Watcher. If you would like to connect on social media, we would love to connect with you. On Facebook and Instagram, search for at The Ranting Weight Watcher. On Twitter, search for at The Ranting WW. On the Weight Watchers Connect app, search for at Ranting Weight Watcher. You can also email the show, say hello or share your story with us. Send your emails to therantingweightwatcher at gmail.com. You can also call the show and leave a voicemail message that could be played on the air. Just call 505-652-7268. Again, that's 505-652-7268. We look forward to hearing from you. If this is your first time here and you enjoyed the show, please like, share, comment, and subscribe. We are proud to announce that the Ranting Weight Watcher is now rated number 4 in Feedspot.com's Top 10 Weight Watchers Podcasts. 
Click the link in the show's description if you wish to see the full list. If the podcast app you are listening with allows you to rate the show, please leave a 4-star or 5-star rating, whatever is in your heart to leave. Any rating is greatly appreciated. And now, without further delay, here is the star of the show, Donato Russo. And we are back. Thanks for sticking with me. So we have the Personal Points Plan, a new plan and old demons decide to return. So as I worked the plan last week, week one, I noticed something immensely different. And really, I made one substitution. Because of the way I did the questionnaire, I really only made one substitution. It was my thinking that when I looked at the questionnaire, that I would choose all of the zero-point foods I was already eating because I wasn't sure if they would still be zero-point foods, and this is what I liked to eat. So I chose yogurt and all this stuff, and, and I ended up losing minimal points. I went from 34 to 33 points, which is nothing compared to what other people have lost. So my assumption in that case was that the other people chose so dramatically different than what they were currently comfortable eating, that maybe that alone caused them to lose so many points. But, I mean, that's still up in the air and can't... I mean, at some point, we can do some research and really see how that worked out. But here's the the substitution I made. The one new thing that became zero points for me was brown rice and other grains like quinoa and, and stuff like that. And another one that became zero points for me was, well, I already had corn. It was already zero. So it wasn't really new, but popcorn was also zero, which I don't eat plain popcorn. So technically that doesn't really affect me. I like popcorn. Don't get me wrong, but I like it on movie night and I'm willing to pay the points that, you know, for movie night popcorn kind of a deal. I'm willing to use points on that on the one time every, I don't know, two, three months that we go to do a movie night kind of deal. It doesn't happen often enough to worry about having plain popcorn at zero points on a daily basis. So, but I did make a change. My end of day, I, three nights a week, I have a cup of rice. And that cup of rice was points because it was always white rice. And so I was using six points for that cup. So I went from that to choosing brown rice because we had it and... It was zero points. When you add that variable into my daily routine and you also add the fact that I'm earning points because of drinking water, having multiple servings of vegetables out throughout the day, I went from having on a typical night, so tonight as I'm recording is Tuesday night, November 16th. Two weeks ago on Tuesday, I had eight or nine points remaining. As I stand here tonight talking to you, I have all of the same foods tracked, the one substitution being brown rice instead of white rice. That's the only substitution. And I have 20 points available to me instead. 20 points. Because of saving the six... And earning points on vegetables, 
and drinking water because those are the ones that get added to the daily. Everything else goes into the weekly balance, exercise and whatever have you. How did I go from 9, 10 points to suddenly double that? Even then, it was 9 or 10 points and I wasn't eating the protein bar that I normally eat. I reintroduced my protein bar because I needed to use up some points. So in spite of two weeks ago, I didn't have the protein bar on my tracker because I chose not to eat it. I had eight or nine points remaining. Today, even with the protein bar tracked and I did eat it, I have 20 points remaining. And this right away brought back that old voice, that old demon in my life. And it's multiple nights a week that this happens. It's not every night, but it's multiple nights. And at first, I was, okay, I'll, I, I'll ignore it the same way I ignored having extra points any other night a week. What's the difference? It's just more. But then I found myself, by the end of, the fir- of week one on the new plan, Thursday, I found myself like almost feeling like I was white-knuckling, trying to get through the day. Because on Thursday that week, I, was, I had 19 points available, even though all meals were tracked. I had 19 points available and the protein bar was tracked as well last Thursday. And I was getting to the point where I couldn't ignore it anymore. I had to do something. Everything felt like if I chose to eat, it felt like a loss because how could this food that's on my tracker be enough two weeks ago or a week ago at that point as of last Thursday, how could it be enough that week But now I'm hungry this week. That made me know it's psychological. What you're going through is psychological. You don't need more food because last week you were satisfied on the exact same food. All you did was change white to brown rice. I mean, on top of that, you're taking in more food because you brought back the protein bar to use up points. And that protein bar went down in points on top of it. It was five points two weeks ago, it's now four points, which is another reason why I have the extra points in the evening. Certain foods went down for me, maybe because they introduced fiber into the algorithm. I don't know. I don't know, to be honest with you. So I got, I got really scared and I, I don't want to be white knuckling for a problem that I conquered a long time ago. And I didn't want to eat any extra food because the week before that was enough food. And I was perfectly okay. No inclination to eat anything else at the end of the night whatsoever with the exact same amount of food. So I had to do something. I had the inspiration to use the quick ad feature because people were telling me, listen, just track some food that's something high in points and use them up even though you don't eat it. I value the data in my tracker because if I ever have to refer to it, I don't want people like, especially especially someone who's helping me, I don't want to say, oh, I didn't really eat that. I did that to take away points. I didn't want to destroy the data that I had coveted and created. So, you know, I, I had prided myself in my tracker and being able to refer to it, whether it's the exercise tracker or the food tracker, I like to be able to refer back to it in case there's something that I need to research and, and not have these anomalies. So I, then I thought to myself, I wonder if the quick ad feature is still here 
And I saw it there. When you search for food is the quick ad feature is sitting right underneath the search bar. So I chose the quick ad feature and I tracked a fake food and I called it breaking psychological chains. And I did whatever amount of points was needed to bring the points remaining to under 10. Because anytime my points for the evening was under 10, I had no issues whatsoever in getting through to the end of the night without eating any extra food. So tonight, having 20 points remaining, even though dinner's already tracked, I did 11 points for breaking psychological chains in the quick ad to make it so there's nine points remaining. That was my way to defeat this in the only way possible I could think of without going through white-knuckling situations or eating more food. And I decided this week, as I started on Monday, I needed to go back to something I did a long time ago in order to find balance. Uh, I call it finding caloric balance. And I use an app, which people can use, to track calories if that's the way they want to do their healthy lifestyle. And I always I do it, it's like a double tracking situation. I'm tracking in two apps and seeing how points compare to calories. It works out pretty well to educate yourself, you know, on the ca- a caloric standpoint. I will get more into how it worked after the break. So stick with me, don't go anywhere. Hello, I'm Donato Russo, and I am the Ranting Weight Watcher. I wrote an affirmation. It's called the Ranter's Creed. I dedicate that affirmation to all of you who are watching. Nothing can stand in your way because you are an unstoppable force. Your challenges crumble in your presence because you are so strong. Your insecurities no longer have power over your life because you are so confident. Your mistakes are your choices and you are okay with this because you are so intelligent. The mirror and the scale no longer haunt you because you are so beautiful. You can face any circumstance with unwavering support because you are so loved. The demons of your past can no longer torment you because you love yourself. All things are possible as long as you believe because God is on your side. You will achieve all of your goals, not if, but when, because you have no boundaries. You are the champion of your story.
because you do whatever it takes to win. No one can take what you've done away from you because you are the author and the hero of your story. Arise, champion. The victory is yours. Because you are enough. sticking with me before the break I wanted to talk about finding caloric balance now I call it caloric balance but I, I mean this is not a, I don't know that this is really a term or anything that it's just what I call it okay so because I had these zero point foods now in my life and creating such a a, a difference in points at the end of the day I decided to do a check with an app called MyFitnessPal. With MyFitnessPal, you give it your height, your weight, and your age. And it gives you a, it asks you how many pounds a week would you like to lose. And so in my case, I chose one pound. And so based on that math, this is with exercise not included at all into the equation. The total amount of calories I needed to take in was just under 2,300 calories a day in order to lose a pound a week. Like 2,290 something or other. For instance, Monday night, I come to the end of the day, I have the whole day tracked, and I haven't exercised yet. I am eating the same amount of food same types of food that I have eaten every Monday for months, I still had 14 points left according to Weight Watchers. But according to my fitness pal, which is giving me 2,200 calories a day, I was over in calories by 234 calories. Now, granted, at this point, exercise wasn't accounted for. and But on the WW app where I had 14 points remaining, exercise wasn't accounted for either. So I went for my walk yesterday and I earned however many uh, activity points and I earned almost 500 exercise calories because MyFitnessPal, just the same as Weight Watchers, gives you a portion of them back. It's not exactly what I burned, but it gives you a portion of what you burned in your exercise back to you. So this brought my point total to, I was back in the deficit after my exercise, but only by like 140 calories or so. I was pretty much even. But uh, still, according to Weight Watchers app, 
I had 14 points to spend. This is what I mean about finding caloric balance. Being able to compare points and calories directly across this way, when you're putting the exact, you're double tracking, it's double the work, don't get me wrong, I get it. And you have to be even more precise with my fitness pal because everything has a caloric. It's like it's like saying everything has a point, right? So, and you have to know how many ounces of whatever you're eating, you're eating. You don't just put it in and say, "Oh yeah, it's three points." You you know you have to know how many uh, servings of that thing and what is the size of the serving, and you have to go from there. So based on all of that, before exercise yesterday, I was 234 calories in the hole, over. Went for the exercise, earned another just about 500 calories, came back and there was about 170 some odd remaining because it it basically took the 234 back and then whatever was remaining after that. So it ended up being okay yesterday. And today, it's kind of the same same situation. Today in the Weight Watchers app, after tracking dinner, the same dinner I have every Tuesday, I had 20 points remaining for the day available to eat. Where my fitness pal this time was a little bit more even with Weight Watchers because of the exercise I put in at 5.30 this morning, I burned 1,600 calories this morning in exercise, and I have 1,000 calories remaining. So how does 20 points translate to 1,000 calories? I'm not sure. But at least I know that there's a significant amount on either side, where yesterday I was over on one and way under on the other. I mean, what could I have done with, what kind of caloric damage could I have done with the 14 extra points yesterday? Had I not been doing this? If I really allowed myself to eat them. And all of it really is because of making a few extra zero point choices. And so I'm thinking at this point that I really need to go back to eating a kind of rice that is points. So whether it's white rice or whatever it is, I have to go back to choosing a a rice because I didn't mind paying points for the rice before. Why do I mind now? Just because I have it available. You know, and the same thing goes with uh, yogurt. I mean, I had been using zero-point yogurt for quite a while because I was enjoying the big chunks, cutting my own strawberries, putting it in there and having the big chunks of strawberries. And it was really, really good. I liked that. It was better than having a factory made yogurt with these little tiny chunks of fruit. I was enjoying that. I may not change that one though, because I just enjoy it that much. I may not change it if I absolutely have to. I may go after other things to use up points in my tracker. Wherever wherever I have stuff in my tracker that is worth points, I may choose different versions of that item to use more points going forward so I'm not left with so many during the day, but I'm eating the same foods, if that's at all understandable. So 
we're going to keep watching the caloric balance straight through to next week, right? Right through to the, after Thanksgiving, we're going to go, we're just going to keep watching it. I'm going to keep double tracking for this week and the week of Thanksgiving. And we're just going to keep going with it just to see every day how, how, how far is it off? Because I have too many anomalies in between now and Thanksgiving. So Thanksgiving is an enormous anomaly because of the food that's going to be eaten on that day. But I have other days that I'm going to be eating clean to compare. You know what I mean? And same thing with this week. I have a few anomalies going on this week because I'm not allowed to exercise Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday because of a medical procedure I had done today, Tuesday. I am not allowed to exercise for the next three days until Saturday. Whenever in my life I've had a situation where I could not exercise, I've always tried to concentrate on the low end of my blue dot zone, the healthy eating zone. Now, everybody has a healthy eating zone. If you're in the Weight Watchers app and you look at the bottom of the screen, you see that there's an icon, second one from the left, that looks like a gift. If you click on that and you scroll down to where it says Days in Healthy Eating Zone, it shows you a calendar and it shows you all the blue dots you received for the month. But right under where it says Days in Healthy Eating Zone, it tells you what your healthy eating zone is. You see, I get 33 points per day and my healthy eating zone is anywhere between using 25 of those points or using 43. So going 10 over or staying eight under, that's considered the healthy eating zone in because of my height, my weight, etc. So when I can't exercise, I aim for the as close to the 25 point as I can get. It's a huge adjustment. It's not it's hard to do. But that's the that's how I approach it when it comes to not being able to exercise. And that's what I'll be doing for the rest of this week to counteract the fact that the doctor says I can't exercise. Now, next week's coming. The round two of the holiday challenge. So we we fought off, and most of us did well, I'm sure, if you followed my plan or whatever for for Halloween. So now we got Thanksgiving approaching. How can we deal with Thanksgiving considering, number one, there's a new plan involved? And, you know, sometimes it feels like this plan couldn't come at a worse time when you consider you're about to use, you know, deal with the holidays in, you know, in this fashion, being new to a new plan and having to deal with the holidays at the same time. So it feels like it's coming at a bad time. But in reality, it couldn't be a better time to test how, you know, to test your determination, to test how any plan can make or break how you deal with the holidays. In the previous holidays, I've always used activity points and that's how I dealt with it but I think I have a new plan this time around 
my game plan is still going to be using the activity points on the day, on Thanksgiving Day. And I'm going to build them up throughout the week to, you know, make up that day. But the rest of the days where normally I would simply, you know, just go through the day as a normal day. It's Monday, do what you do every Monday. It's Tuesday, do whatever you do every Tuesday, etc. But this time around, because I've been successful aiming for the low dots, the low point zone, the low end of my blue dot zone. I want to combine these two strategies. On Thanksgiving, I will use activity points. But leading up to Thanksgiving, I will try to stay as close to that 25-point marker as I can. Doing both plans at the same time. Another thing I do on Thanksgiving, the last two things, this is going to be my third Thanksgiving, guys. So this will be my third Thanksgiving. The first Thanksgiving, I lost weight. The second Thanksgiving, I gained. So let's see what happens the third Thanksgiving. We're going to, another thing I do for Thanksgiving is I pre-track everything. Down to the ounce, I pre-track I pre-plan everything I'm going to eat for the Thanksgiving meal. I have all of the weights and measures tracked in the, in the app. So if I want a cup of stuffing, I have a cup of stuffing. If I want how 10 ounces of turkey, I'll have 10 ounces of turkey. Whatever it is. That's what I plan to do. <clears throat> And at that point, there's only one thing left to do. So I started off by going out through the whole week and aiming for the low end of my blue dot zone. I walked every day to earn fit points. I come to the day of Thanksgiving. I pre-track everything I plan to eat down to the measurement. And then there's only one thing left to do. Execute. All of the game plan is in. Everything you've planned for is all set in stone. And now you execute. Low end of the blue dot zone. Leading up to Thanksgiving. Build up your fit points or activity points leading up to Thanksgiving. Make sure you put in some extra work on Thanksgiving. Put that walk in. Go get that walk done. Get some work in on that day. Pre-track the entire day, including the Thanksgiving meal, down to the ounce of everything you plan to eat. Know what you want to eat. Know how much of it you want to eat before you sit down at the table. Have it all in that phone. Have it all tracked in the app. And then, after you bless the food, 
and slice the turkey, it's time to execute what you have planned, what you have prepared for this entire time. Do all of these things and win the second round of that holiday challenge. You know, the roller coaster that has been my scale results for the past two months has been lately, within probably the last two weeks, has been really trying on my patience, trying on my my mentality. When these voices come in your head to point out that you're a failure, they don't go away easily. For the first time in a long time, these scale results have made me feel like a fraud. I know nobody in their right mind just has a straight downward journey. It just never happens that way. I've said it before, the weight loss journey is like the ocean. One second, it's at your knees. The next second, it's at your ankles. And the second after that, you're in over your head and you're drowning. Well, that's how I feel now. And I, it has never taken more effort to go through with recording these, this episode and the episode before this than it has these past two weeks. But I had to recognize that if not for this podcast, where would my accountability be? I created this podcast in the name of trying to find a new way to keep myself accountable. And when things don't go my way, the same way as at times they don't go your way, it feels different. It feels like it should be different because I'm sitting here, the one preaching from the pulpit. And I shouldn't, like I shouldn't have these struggles. And that's really, when you listen to everything the voice in my head is telling me, it's all in the name of stopping the podcast. Making me feel so terrible to actually have the nerve to do it. Everything is in the name of stopping me from sitting here week after week and recording a special message for all of you. And that's when I realized I can't do this anymore. I'm no one different than any of you. I'm human just the same. My journey has ups and downs 
ebbs and flows just the way yours does. I'm no different. Just because I sit here with a microphone week after week and a computer in front of me, I am no different than any of you. I'm just choosing to broadcast it to the world. And I started it and I'm not going to stop. I'll never stop doing this as long as I have one person listening. Because if that one person needs to hear that they're not alone in what they're dealing with, then they're going to hear it from me. Because this sucks. It completely sucks having to deal with this stuff week after week after week. And these voices in the head, they don't go away. They just go to sleep for a while. And they come back when it's most convenient for them. When you think you're at your best. And they only make you realize how weak you still actually are. And how you could still fall susceptible to any of these things that used to take you down in the very beginning. It doesn't matter how many years have gone by. It doesn't matter how much success you have. It's all still there. And it will never go away. And you know what? You just have to be on guard constantly. Constantly getting ready to fight the demons of the past because they can present themselves at any given moment to make you feel less than. Because as long as you feel less than, as long as you feel inadequate, as long as you feel that you don't matter, how could you, what you have to say matter, then the world won't realize collectively we're in this together, we're all going through the same bullshit, and we can do it together. We can succeed together, and we can win together. Now, days from now, we have Thanksgiving. I gave you the game plan that I say, set forth. Now you can take that and you can run with it. You can adapt it to your lifestyle and run with it. Either way, do something. Make a plan, execute, and win. Make the plan, execute the plan, and win. Round two of the holiday fight is yours. If you make the plan, execute the plan, you will win. I love each and every one of you. God bless you all.